Once a packer, always a packer. Like Shakur, call me Tupac. I'm green and yellow. Green Bay, Green Bay. Uh, it gets scary Halloween day. Scream face. Uh, Bloody Mary, secondary Jordan, mean face. Uh, a ride got them all side. Free play. Uh, that's a cheesecake. Uh, on a hot plate. Uh, Hail Mary, yeah. Aaron to Devante. Green Booker's yellow ass canaries. Eliante. Uh, got me shining great. Just hit you boys with the Rodgers Drake Came up with the pack, I done well with the pack Aaron Rodgers in the trap, I got 12 on my back Got me rolling out the pocket, Batiara blocking Throw it past the tie-in, simple mad and science uh, Pack em up, I know Preston Smith gon' tackle em I know Zary Smith gon' back em up And you know Darnell is savage, bro Got Mason Crabs, but the kick is good Green and yellow, we stick it to it Super Bowl goals, shooting for the stars Make the trick or pull Cheese said Alicia Keys, I'm going Swiss cheese, big G's, falling hard like big meats, big meats. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Listen, I'm sorry if you're a 49ers fan, but you already know what time it is. And when you click this episode, when you played this episode, you already knew what time it was. So I don't even know why you would be surprised that I would open the show with the Green Bay Packers anthem. Shout out to Lil Wayne, Lil Tunchi, Wheezy, Wheezy F Baby, and the F is for F the San Francisco 49ers. I can't I can't be dirty with that. I gotta be clean. But listen, y'all know I'm on one. Listen, I've been hyped since sad Sunday. I'm ready. I'm ready. I am ready. It's only Thursday, and I'm ready to run through a brick brick wall, especially after the Packers dropped that hype video with Rodgers narrating it. Boy, I'm ready to strap up my damn self, fly to Green Bay, sneak in the locker room, put some pads on, put a helmet on, and run out there on special teams. Nah, coach, I got it, and put my helmet right into somebody's kneecaps. Like, that's where I'm at with it. This is big, bro. This is big. I know it's the the divisional round, and I try not to put too much into that because it's only the divisional round. But it's not only the divisional round. This is big. Let's let's go. Let's go. Go, Pat, go. But we're going to get to that game and the rest of the uh, divisional round later on. Right now, just want to say hello. Hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's staying warm, staying dry. I don't know where you are listening to this at, but here in Maryland, we had a little a little system come through, but it didn't give us didn't give us anything. There's nothing outside. It rained like it wasn't that cold. But hope everybody's doing well. Um, I hope their team is still in the playoffs. If not, condolences to you. Hell of a season to whoever you're a fan of, but. If your team is no longer in the playoffs, that means they were playing on during wild card weekend. And, you know, it was billed as super wild card weekend. I mean, we were all hyped for it. We waited 18 weeks for this. There was an extension of the season. There were 17 games. And it's the biggest season ever. So then we get the biggest wild card weekend ever. Everybody was excited. Oh, yeah, we got games on Saturday, games on Sunday. And a game on Monday night? Like, this is crazy. Let's go. Headed into this weekend, my hopes were high. I picked some wild teams to win. I picked the Steelers to win. I picked the Eagles to win. 
then the whole state of Pennsylvania, the city of Philadelphia, and the city of Pittsburgh let me down. But I'm not here to talk about what I was wrong about. I don't care about that. I'm not here to talk about what I was right about. I'm just here to talk about how hype we were going into this weekend thinking, oh, man, these games could be solid. Like, three days of football and it's the playoffs. Oh, man, let's go. That was not the case. This was the most underwhelming wildcard weekend I've ever seen. It, it probably was the worst one I've ever seen. I was highly disappointed in this. Highly disappointed. Highly disappointed. It was super mid. Because everything about it was mid. Like, bro, like I, I couldn't even get up. Like, mentally, I couldn't even get excited. So I was at work Saturday for the Bills game. Who else played that Saturday? Were there two FC, two AFC games? Yeah, I think the Raiders and Bengals game was first, right? That was okay. So I got so close right there. But then the Bills blew the Patriots out. So I'm like, all right, well, we got Sunday, three games of football. The Bucks and Eagles game was over by the end of the first quarter. Then the second game, I was so, like, over it. I fell asleep during the Cowboys and 49ers game. I went for a run before that game in the snow. Why did I do that? I don't know. My chest was on fire. But I decided to go out for a winter run and, you know, got some uh, a mile in because I wasn't going further than that in that type of weather. But, you know, I was like, you know, let's let's just go, let's go see what it's like out there. It it, it 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 was what it looked like. It it was very cold and very snowy, and my lungs were like, "What the hell are we doing, uh, sir?" And get back in the house, and that's what I did. But after that, I came back in and tuned into the Forty ers and Cowboys game, and the way that game was looking, it was looking like we were on our way to another routing, and I'm just like, "Bro, not again!" So I fell asleep. Me, my girlfriend, and the dog, we fell asleep. And then I wake up to a bunch of texts. My mom was watching, and she was like, you watching, you watching. Oh, it's crazy. I'm like, what's going on? So I wake up. She had called me and told me what was going on. And I, 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 you know, rubbed the sleep out my eyes, and I saw it was like two minutes left in the Dallas game, and I saw how that ended. And wow, a designed QB draw with seconds left. Straight down the middle of the field with no timeouts. You don't get reset. Clock runs out. That was the most cowboy thing that could have happened. Um, And I see they had a bunch of penalties, self-inflicted wounds. But the 49ers looked like they were going to dominate that game. And for them to let them in the second half, mm, just something to think about. Um, Then Saturday night, I mean Sunday night, the Chiefs and the Steelers, you know, it's Big Ben's last hurrah. They get smoked. I mean, that first quarter, I was like, oh, we have a game? Like, we have a game here. T.J. Watt was doing all he could. Offense was doing nothing. Um, and then they let Travis Kelsey convert a third and 20 for a touchdown before the half, and then the game was over at halftime. And then I turned that off. I see that the Chiefs ended up running, like, trick plays and everything while they were up. I'm like, are you serious? Like, you're winning. It's the Steelers. Relax. 
But all this showed me was something that I already knew, and that's that the NFL had a perfect playoff system, and they broke it last season. They broke it. They said, okay, here we go. We've built this playoff system from the ground up, from the years of leatherheads and, you know, one-bar helmets. And here we are today, and you know what? We built these block by block. Let's knock all this over. Let's knock it all over, and, and let's give something for the next generation to complain about and to be upset about because that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did, man. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think the biggest thing for me was making the two seed a wild card. Why would you make the two seed a wild card? When has a two seed ever been bad? Like, when has a two seed ever been, like, like easily interchangeable with the one seed? Like, it could have been either, could have went either way. Why would you lump the number two seed into wildcard weekend? Why? What's the point of being a two seed? Like, what is the point? Okay, yeah, after wildcard weekend, you get a home game. And if, and if the one seed goes down, you get a home game if you keep winning. But other than that, you're on the road again. I mean, which is, which is usually the case. But why make them play in wildcard weekend? What's the point? That's stupid to me. Especially with an extra game. I really feel like we should go back to the old system. We really should go back to the old system. I don't think the Bucks should have been playing this past weekend. Not no. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Top two seeds get the two seed. That that's just how it should be. Because when you when you make the two seed a wild card, then you had to add a seventh team to put the play uh to uh to the playoff bracket, and that was also a big mistake. That was the second thing that ruined it. Because not only do you add an extra team, but when we're talking about the the NFC, you know that puts that gives an opportunity for not one, but two NFC East teams to get into the playoffs. And I've been told y'all how I feel about the NFC East and how they are getting into the playoffs. If you don't win 10-plus games, you can't come out of the NFC East. Even if you don't win it. Like, even if you win it. If you win the NFC East, if you have not won 10 games, you're not invited to the playoffs. Let somebody else with nine wins from any other division get in. Seriously. I hate the NFC East. It is the worst division in football. And I'm not here to trash the Cowboys because of what just happened to them. I'm not I'm not talking about that. That was a good game. Oh, well. Uh, I'm not here to trash anybody's team because my team plays on Saturday, and I'm not trying to put any bad karma out. What I'm saying is history has shown us outside of – that weird year for the Eagles when everybody was a dog um, and they went, what, 13-3 and three and, you know, ran through the NFC in the playoffs and did all that good stuff. When has the NFC East been good? Like, it's always been a one-horse race or two. And even when the Giants were doing it, they were wild cards. Like, I just feel like, as the you can't be NFC East good to get in the playoffs. You have to be NFC good to get in the playoffs. You have to win ten plus games, or don't come. Don't come to the party. 
Don't come to the party because look what happens. You let the seven seed Eagles get into the playoffs. For what? For what? When they clinched the playoff spot, I legit forgot they were even playing football. I didn't know the Eagles were playing football still until I saw the Jalen Hurts thing with the fans. I'm going to get to that too. Had no clue. And, you know, they all celebrating because they got in the playoffs. What y'all celebrating for? What y'all celebrating for? Cowboys. Cowboys. And their fans. And the media. The media hypes the Cowboys up. I mean, as soon as the season is over, as soon as training camp comes, it's July. What do I see? This is why I don't watch uh, ESPN. What do I see at the bottom of the ticker for First Take or any of those other uh, annoying shows? Something about the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys Super Bowl favorites. Stacked MVP. Why are we talking about the Cowboys? It's not the 90s. It's not the 80s. They're not America's team anymore. America doesn't have a team anymore. Uh, And I think the days of the entire state being a fan of one team are over. I hate when my mom hates this too. When they say because of you know fans are in a certain stadium, an away stadium, they travel well. That's not the case. Sometimes, yeah, if the game is close, I re- like I really think a West Coast team maybe goes to a West Coast, but as a whole, nah. Like when Green Bay came to Baltimore, and there were a lot of Packers fans. We're, we were deep at the game. Um, people saying they travel well. No, I just think there are a lot of Maryland-based Packers fans. I wear this. I, I wear my Packers stuff to, when I walk to work. I wear Packers stuff on purpose. Not one because it keeps me warm, but two, I just know I'm going to run into somebody else outside. In the last couple weeks, I can tell you ten plus times I've seen a Packers fan and we've had an interaction. Like that's normal. I think that's the new norm. I don't think people are subscribing to, oh, we're, we're, we have to support our hometown team. I mean, look at what is going on. There were so many 49ers fans in uh, at AT&T Stadium this past weekend. Like, they weren't from California. They were not all from San Francisco. They were more than likely Texas-based, Dallas-based 49ers fans. I mean, because you look at what what happens in L.A. A bit, but but last week we talked about L.A. not being a football town, so we already know about that. Um, yeah, no more NFC East teams in the playoffs without ten plus points. But yeah, overall, this is the worst wild card weekend I've ever seen. Chiefs versus Steelers, blowout. Bills versus Pats, blowout. I didn't even expect that to be a blowout. I picked the Pats. I thought. Bill was going to dial something up, but he spent $131 million on that defense just to get smoked in wildcard weekend. I, that's tough. That's tough. And and it was crazy because I was watching the game, and Mac Jones had a good run. He had a good run. Like, he ran the ball up. It was a good run. And then he just lobbed one up, and it looked like a good pass. And, like, when he let it go, oh, man, this might be a touchdown. And then. Jordan Porton, Micah Hyde, they had other plans back then. Micah Hyde made a crazy play on the ball. Blowout. Bucks versus Eagles. 
blowout. Then on Monday night, I don't know what the Rams were on, but they just beat all hell out of the Cardinals. I mean, from the first whistle to the last whistle, it was just a beating. It was a beating. My God. Wow. But to prevent this from happening, and all these blowouts and all these bad games and letting these subpar teams get in the mix, I, there has to be a way to fix this, right? Yeah. you're. I'm right. Let's just go back to the old way. Here's Here's what the playoffs should have looked like. Titans, Packers, one seeds. Chiefs, Bucks, two seeds. They should have all had a bye. There's no reason the Chiefs and the Bucks should have been playing this past weekend. It should you know, keep it Bills versus Pats, Raiders versus Bengals, Cowboys versus 49ers, Rams versus Cardinals. The rest of that doesn't change. But you take away the Eagles and you take away the Steelers. Once again, I'm sorry to the state of Pennsylvania, but... Y'all should not have been in the playoffs. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. There's there, No, there should have been. Also, I've never been a guy to say this. Y'all know this. I, I buy the NFL, NFL Sunday ticket every year. I watch Red Zone. Because, you know, I play fantasy football. I have to see everything at the same time. I mean, I'm having screens on screens on screens loaded up to see these games. Right? But for it have for it to have been seventeen games, eighteen weeks, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. The weather was snowy. It was it was a little dreary out there. It was it was not, you know, it was it was football weather here. But then I turned on the Bucks and Eagles game, and it just looked like Week One. We'll talk about that. But was that too much football last weekend? Especially with it stretching into Monday night. Also, I never want to see another Monday night football game uh, played during the playoffs again. Never. Never want to see that again. No thanks. No thank you. Uh, nope, I'll, I'll pass. But there were two games on Saturday. Three games on Sunday. And another game on Monday. Yeah, no. No thanks. There should have been four games last weekend. That's it. Two in AFC, two in NFC. That was insane, bro. Like, I didn't even feel... It wasn't fun. It was not fun. I didn't have a good time. I'm sorry. I did not. I didn't really enjoy the games. I just felt bombarded with football. And then, like, the nasty taste in my mouth from the previous game didn't even... I couldn't even get excited for the game that was about to come on. Like, the two games that were good, the 49ers and Cowboys and the Raiders and Bengals games, like, I don't know, man. I, I couldn't even get up for those. I mean, now, now when we started Wild Card Weekend with the Bengals and Raiders, it was like, okay, we're going to have some good football. Then that didn't happen. Then the Bucks and the Eagles came on so that's two straight nasty games over the course of 24 hours so i my hopes were low for the 49ers and cowboys game especially after the way it started i fell asleep i've never fallen asleep during the playoffs 
But Saturday, I mean Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, I definitely did. You know, the hype for that weekend, man, it, it just did not match what we saw. It didn't. And honestly, I blame I blame three people. I blame three teams. I blame three teams. I blame the Colts. I blame the Colts because the Colts lost to the Jaguars, which allowed uh, the Steelers to have a way to get in the playoffs. Why did the Colts lose to the Jags? You lose to the worst team in the NFL at the worst possible time. I blame the Colts. Then I would like to also place blame on the Raiders and the Chargers. Because all the Raiders and Chargers had to do was tie the game. And both of these teams would have went to the playoffs. I think both of those teams were better than the Steelers. Especially the Chargers. I don't think the Raiders wanted to go to see the Kansas City Chiefs though. But I think the Chargers were more than comfortable with whoever their opponent would have been. But I just, I, I blame both of them. Because all three of these teams allow the Pittsburgh Steelers to get into the playoffs. Big Ben had no goddamn intentions on playing longer than, oh, and I also blame, no, no, no. Big Ben had no goddamn intentions on playing past that Ravens game. He probably didn't even think that game was going to even mean anything. His last ride, Big Ben is still running around Heinz Field right now, giving the fans I love yous. That's that's what's going on. He's still there. I don't know who that man was that marched out on the field Sunday against the Ravens and then Sunday against the Chiefs. But the real Big Ben, he's still in Heinz Field. His soul is still there. He's done, man. He's done. There is no nothing else for Big Ben to do but to go home. But yeah, that was altogether awful wild card weekend. Terrible. Basota. So the teams that survived wild card weekend, they move to the divisional round. Now the divisional round was where things get real. This is where things get real because now you got the top you got the top four teams in the NFC. The top four teams in AFC. These are the teams who survived wildcard weekend. And you got two teams who didn't have to play in wildcard weekend. Let's start off with the NFC side. You already know where we're starting at, man. It's the cover of the episode. And I'm going to tell you about the title of the episode. But let's just start it, man. Let's, let's get it right. Slim Charles. Never seen The Wire. Slim Charles, man. Coolest character on the show. My favorite character. Cool guy in real life, too. I love Slim Charles. Slim Charles once said, The thing about the old days, they the old days. NFL Network and ESPN. Man, they've been running clips of the 2019 NFC title game. Like, all week. All week. Since Sunday, they've been running those clips. Then they ran clips of... The Jim and Kaepernick era with those two playoff losses from 2012 and 2013. Then they just kept running the 2019 NFL NFC title game into the ground. I mean, they over he most it. I'm just like, oh, my God. We get it. Like, okay, bro, we get it. They ran all over us. We got smoked. We did. I remember that night. I remember that night vividly. Let me tell you why. Because 
So me and my girlfriend, she wasn't my girlfriend at the time. She, we were dating, right? I I was at my house watching the game. It got out of hand fast. At halftime, I made a business decision. I texted a group message. I said, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to uh, my lady's house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to my lady's house. I'm getting the hell out of here. And that's what I did. I went to her house. We watched a movie. You know, I got my mind off of things. I, had to, I, I was over it. I, was, I didn't check my phone for the score update. No, I didn't give a damn. So I remember that night vividly. And, you know, for more perspective on how long me and my woman have been together now or, or going on now, this is her third Packers playoff run with me. Like, so she knows how big this game is for me. But also, still thinking about that night. I remember leading up to that week, there were, they, they showed, what's it, what was it? No, 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 no. Prior to, like, in that, within that season, I had watched the timeline. It was an episode of the timeline. That featured the rivalry between the 49ers and the Cowboys. And there was an episode talking about all the celebrities who used to go to the game. Now, boys to men, at one of those games, they sang the national anthem. And they all had 49ers to get on. And I couldn't figure out why the hell boys to men was there draped in, in, in Cowboys. I mean, excuse me, in 49ers stuff. Ain't y'all from Philly? What were y'all doing? So then, here we are. We fast forward to 2019 before the world went to hell. We got the Packers 49ers. We got to go out there. Who's singing the national anthem? You guessed it. Boys to men. The game was over right there. The omen was right there. I knew once I saw boys to men try it out on that field, I knew we was going to lose. But guess what? Boys, the men ain't singing a goddamn thing Saturday night because we at the crib. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. And then we have to hear about Rodgers being 0-3 against the 49ers in the playoffs. Got to hear about that. We hear, we, it's the same storyline. Same storylines from 2019. Oh, Rodgers gets drafted by, doesn't get drafted by the 49ers. Blah, blah, blah. Rodgers can't beat the 49ers in the playoffs. Blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Rodgers has, but since 2019, Rodgers has two straight regular season wins over the 49ers since that title game. Um, you know, I don't know what him and LaFleur have came to an agreement on, but they said, bro, we're not going to stop spending on these guys, especially after this past summer with, you know, Shanahan and LaFleur having their little thing. But both on the road. This is interesting, though. Both of those games were on the road. And, you know, he finally gets this version of the 49ers at home. At the crib. 2019, 2020, and this regular season, the Packers had to go out west. Now, the title of this episode is WrestleMania 19. And that may have went over a lot of your heads. But here we go. Let me, let me tell you why. So, WrestleMania 19, one of the main events were... The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you don't know a lot about wrestling or, you know, let me explain it to you. These guys had a big rivalry over their time in the WWE. During this time in 2003, Stone Cold was about to be done with wrestling. So The Rock challenged Stone Cold to a match at WrestleMania 19. Now, what drove The Rock to want this match because 
at WrestleMania 19. He hadn't beaten Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Now, WrestleMania, for those of you who don't understand, WrestleMania is the show of shows. It's, it's, the, it's the wrestling version of the Super Bowl. It's big. Now, The Rock was 0-2 against Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. The Rock had multiple title wins, main event at Mania, beat Austin on multiple occasions. But he could not beat him when it mattered the most. Aaron Rodgers could be on his way to his fourth MVP. He has all the accolades. He's beaten the 49ers in the regular season. But for some reason, he hasn't beaten the 49ers in January. But you see, at WrestleMania 19, The Rock finally exercised those demons and was victorious over Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 19. And this Saturday, Aaron Rodgers will do the same thing, and he'll beat the 49ers for the first time in January. And I'll tell you why. Now, both of these teams are different. They're, these are two different teams than they were uh, back in week three when they, face, when they faced off. But, you know, one drastically different than the other. Now, week three was a different time. It was early in the season. The Packers weren't rolling yet. The 49ers weren't rolling yet. But going into this game, a lot of people picked the 49ers to talk about the physicality of blah, 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 blah. The Packers ended up winning that game off the leg of Mason Crosby after a wild Easy drive by Aaron Rodgers with no time on the clock. Barely, what was it, 28 seconds. Uh, got down there, Mason Crosby, sent it through, 51-yard field goal, 30-28. to 28. Now, we start with the 49ers, who have figured it out a little more with their secondary. Uh, one thing, one person they did not have week three, he was injured, was Elijah Mitchell. Now, Elijah Mitchell has been running. He's been running, man, since coming back from injury in week five. He's been running. And everyone is talking about Debo. Y'all know I love Debo. But I had to unfollow Debo on Instagram this week. He is the opposition. I don't need to see you or your baby during this week leading up to this game. So, you know, after we win Saturday, I'll follow him back. But everybody talking about Debo. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Debo has made his presence known all season long. And he made his presence known on my fantasy team. My fantasy team's name was Son of Samuel. So I know Debo. I know what Debo brings to the table. I know week three we contain Debo. We got to do that again. But we also didn't have to worry about Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, so we have to worry about him as well. But I believe that the real X factor is Elijah Mitchell. I mean, he's been on the tear, like I said, since returning week five. And we go back to the 2019 title game, unfortunately, when Raheem Mostert dropped 220. Like, you, you think about that, right? You think about that, but... You want it, you want, you gotta, you gotta kill the run game. Obviously, you gotta kill the run game. But the 49ers come into this game with bumps and bruises. Uh, you know, Jimmy G's dealing with the thumb and the shoulder. One has a low ankle sprain. I believe Nick Bosa is dealing with a neck injury, head and neck injury. So, you know, they're, they're, they're feeling, they're feeling it. The Packers aren't, man. They're, they're getting, they've gotten everybody back, and everybody should be able to play on Saturday. Uh, the Packers on the other hand, man, they're they're probably the healthiest you can be. I don't think I've ever seen between them and the Bucks. I don't think I've ever seen teams get like everybody back. Like this is crazy. But the Packers have gotten everybody back. Like, come on, D back returned uh, week eighteen. 
Big Z's back. Cobb is back. Who I had didn't think he would be back. I think we had a feeling he'd be back for the playoffs, but wow. Whitney Merciless, bro, they basically pronounced him dead in November. Like, his season was over. Like, I thought his time with Green Bay was going to be ended right there. And he's back. And then you get Jair Alexander back. You know who the Packers also didn't have? Week three was Rasul Douglas. Like, this Packers defense is stout. And I don't think there's any excuses for them Saturday night. They should be ready for anything Kyle Shanahan throws at them. Packers O-line is at full strength. I have no concerns. Like, everybody's, like, the media's been talking about, oh, what the Packers need to do to win. I understand that. I do, but they are the one seed, right? You got to put some more respect on them. I believe that they are the team to beat, but I also believe that the pressure is on them because of what's happened the last couple of years. So, yeah, the pressure is on the Packers. They're at home. There's no excuse. Second time you got the one seed at home. You got to do it this year, right? I have no concerns for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers' toe is fine. I have no concern for anything. My only concern is Mason Crosby. I don't want it to have to come down to him. But if it does, I put my faith in the Silver Fox. You already know who I'm picking, man. Go Pack, go. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna give you a score. I have no clue what the game is gonna look like. But you already know I'm riding with my boys, man. Go Pack, go. Now let's look at. The Buccaneers versus the Rams. Another week three matchup. Interesting. Uh, another another week three matchup. So, we got the Bucks and the Rams. I'm sorry. I looked at my phone. <laughs> week three, the Rams won that game 34-24. Now, both of these teams just beat the bricks off their wild card opponents. The Rams made Kyler Murray look like the third best quarterback on the field behind Odell Beckham Jr. And the Bucs made Jalen Hurts look like it's time for the Eagles to find another quarterback. Seriously, I, I didn't know he was that bad. Like, I'm starting to think those fans in Landover were trying to take him out on purpose. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I think we all expected the Eagles... To pretty much get smoked, I don't think I I don't think I expected that from the the Cardinals, man. I, I don't I don't know, but I got an inkling when I watched the Seahawks and Cardinals game week eighteen, and I was looking at how easily it was for the Seahawks to get through that Cardinals line, and I was just like, it's this is the Seahawks line. I'm like, could you imagine what the Rams would do? And they did exactly what I imagined. Kyler Murray was running for his life. He was throwing picks. It was nasty, man. It was nasty. It was nasty. He threw the shortest pick six, and then that just opened up a can of short jokes. And then, you know, any short joke I see, I I, I take personally. You know, I'm not a tall guy. I take that personally. But it was a mess for the Cardinals on Monday night. Um, you know, you know, the Bucks get healthy on defense. They get Levante David and Devin White, they're all back there, man. They're flying around. They're hitting. They look they look pretty juiced up out there on Sunday afternoon, and they're all back. Um, I don't know if they get Lenny Fournette back this week, but I think they should. But even still, they were able to run the ball on the Eagles. Um, Now, the O-line with, with Worth being injured, you know, 
that is something to keep the eye on. They got two injuries on the O line. Um, they're banged up, so that's something to keep the eye on because you look at what the Rams front just did to the Cardinals, and we're looking at a compromised Bucks offensive line with Von Miller and Aaron Donald playing like that. It it could it could get a little spooky. Um, both of these defenses are scary, man. From the line to the secondary. So I'm thinking both quarterbacks will be under the rest for some point in this game. I mean, Brady did take a sack or two against the Eagles, so I'm I would put my money on at least you know the over. I would go take the over on three three sacks for uh, the Rams. I think they'll get back there and touch them. Um, you know, both of these teams have a solid running game. Cam Akers is back, if you guys didn't know. If you guys didn't watch the game Monday night, Cam Akers is back. So that combination of Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, uh, you know, from the first drive when Sony Michelle took off on the Cardinals, even though that drive stalled out, I saw what type of night it was going to be. Um, can they do that against the Bucks, though? You know? Can they do that against the Bucks? Uh, this might be the most evenly matched game of the playoffs so far. I think these teams are very similar. Um, when we look at them on paper, uh, you know, we look at their strengths, their weakness. They're, 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 they're very similar, very similar. Now, this game will be played down in Tampa where it will look like a week one game because of how nice the weather is. That was throwing me off. Like, watching a game, sunny as hell, and I look out my window and there's it's snowing. That's not playoff football. Like, it was messing me up. Like, what? It's like 75 degrees down there, and it's 19 degrees, and there's white stuff coming from the sky where I am. Like, no, it it didn't look like playoff football. And it's going to look like week one. Let me see what the weather will be like in Tampa on uh, Sunday afternoon. Let's take a gander. Bay weather. Let's see, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, see, look. Kickoff is at, what, 3 p.m.? Okay, it's going to be cooler. It's going to be 58 and sunny. I know that's like a, that's like a fall day, but not, not what it's going to be like in Green Bay on Saturday night. I mean, bro, they're, they're calling for snow now, but early during the day. But the weather in Green Bay, oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about the weather in Green Bay. That's going to be a factor, by the way. You guys didn't know that. It's 5 degrees right there now. Saturday, the high is 7 degrees and cloudy. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, but back to the back to the Tampa Bay game. Um, now, when they played each other last time, the game was played in L.A., but I don't think weather is going to be a factor here. It's going to be beautiful out. Um, I think my concern for the Rams is, is at the end of the day, it's always going to be Matt Stafford. I love Matt Stafford. He's a good quarterback, but excuse me. There are going to be times where Matt Stafford is going to throw some what the hell balls. As in, what the hell were you thinking when you threw that ball? And, you know, this is essentially the biggest game of his career so far. And he has, you know, he has to play to his strengths. You know, I need Stafford. Stafford doesn't have a choice. He has to be perfect because if he's not, Brady will capitalize. Brady and that Bucks offense will capitalize. You you have to be perfect here. You cannot make stupid decisions with the balls. You know, you you can't take too many three and outs in your own territory. You got to move the ball because the field position battle. You don't want to get into that battle. I've seen it with my own eyes. It's not it's not fun. Um, 
You know, there cannot be any what the hell throws, especially if the Bucks take away his run game. But the Rams did not have Odell Beckham Beckham back in week three. You know, who has come on strong since joining the Rams. Shout out to his pops, the best agent in the world. Um, so I expect him to be a difference maker on Sunday. Now, can Aaron Donald and Von Miller wreak ha- enough havoc to get Brady and rattled early? You know, they can't let him get rolling. Can't let him get rolling. You do not want Brady to sit there back there comfortable getting the ball out fast. Um, you, you just don't want that. You got you to gotta get him off a spot. You got to get him rattled, man. You have to. You have to. Um, you want to make him as comfortable as possible and so he can throw those 40, however old, 50-year-old man, 108-year-old man, uh, uncharacteristic throws. That's what you want. Now, on the flip side, you know, can the Bucks take away Cam Akers and Sony Michelle, who had big nights against the Cardinals? Because you take them away, you take away the nasty Stafford play action. You know what? I'm not going against Brady against the Rams. I'm taking the Bucks at home to advance to the NFC title game. Unfortunately, but I'm taking the Bucks. I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just think that this go round, I think the Bucks will get the better of the Rams. I don't know. I just the way the way that defense looked against the Eagles, man. You know, I I just feel like they're gonna make they're gonna force they're gonna make. Stafford for some things, and it's, it's it might get ugly for Matt Stafford. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see. Now, let's go to the AFC side of things. Start off with the Bills and Chiefs. Now, back in week five, this is also a, a, this is a rematch. Uh, I believe the score was what? 38 to something. They beat them pretty good. Let's, let's go back and look. Bills beat them. And they went into Kansas City and beat them pretty good. Let's see, Bills, Chiefs, week five. Yeah, 38-20, I thought so. You know, back in week five, the Bills put Kansas City in a pack, man. Now, this is when the the league had a chance to put these boys away. The Chiefs were dead, man. Like, we all had a chance to bury them. Like, they were done. They were done. I, I was calling for them to not even be here in January. Like, that's how bad it looked. If Rodgers played... Against them, I think, you know, in hell. If Jordan Love was able to beat the Chiefs, they wouldn't, they probably would be dead. Like, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. I mean, the defense was struggling. Mahomes was really struggling. They had no run game, which is surprising. Both of these quarterbacks were the leading rushers in those games. Don't think that's going to be the, the, the case this weekend because they both have been running the ball. I didn't know. The Bills are going to run the ball like that on the Patriots. But they did. And now the goddamn Chiefs are back from the dead. This is all y'all fault. We had a chance. to kill. We had a chance. Man, we had a chance. Had a damn chance. Now they're the two seed and they got a home, another home playoff game. This time it's against the Bills. Now... I, I did not like the way they treated the Steelers. All right, you got them. All right, but you don't got to do all that. This Bills defense, man, is a problem. Jordan Poirier, Michael Hyde back there, man, it, it's a problem back there. It's a problem. It's a problem. This defense is a problem. Like, legit. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. 
I don't know. And you you guys know how Mahomes is. You guys know how he is. Right. You know, he there are going to be some times where he's going to try to do some things that he doesn't have to do, and it's not going to be an accurate ball. And, and, and somebody's going to be back there waiting for it. Seriously. This, 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 this Bills defense, they are stingy. They want everything. They want to take everything. They are going to try to rob you blind out there. That's how that's how they look. That's how they look. And then, you know, with Devin Singletary coming on, he had, you know, 16 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns against the Patriots. They can get him going against the Chiefs defense, who has not been that great against good teams. I mean, we saw what happened week five. <sighs> Bills, the Bills can get rolling, man. They can get rolling fast. Woo, I don't know, but I think of, when I think about the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, it's two different, two different sports, two different teams. But I think about the old, you know, 2016, 2015 Warriors. You know that Warriors team, the Warriors Avalanche. It just felt like at any moment. The Warriors could go in like a thirty to six run. Like even if you're in the game, you you just if you're up ten, you're only up five. If you're up fifteen, if you even get up, then you're only up ten. That's how it feels. But if you're down two, you're down twenty because in about five minutes you're going to be down twenty. That's how that's how fast it happens. That's how I'm thinking about the Chiefs at any moment. And this this goes back to when they were down twenty four against the Texans. At any moment, they could just let off an onslaught of touchdowns. Now, this only happens when your defense can get stops. I don't think this Chiefs defense is built for that type of run against this Buffalo's Bills offense, who has been just doing whatever the hell they want to do with Josh Allen, Diggs, COVID Beasley, Devin Singletary, like. I don't know. I don't know. But when you see Mahomes and Travis Kelsey convert a third and 20 for a touchdown, it's like, what the hell? They can score at any time. I think this is a good, This is, you know, these ASA Styles makes fights, and I think this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. I think of the Bills as more of the brawler and the, the Chiefs as – you know, a polished boxer, right? But I'm taking the brawler in this instance, man. I'm taking the the Bills on the road. I'm taking the Bills on the road. Now, the last matchup we have is the Titans and Bengals. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know what the hell we are about to see. Derrick Henry is back. The king has risen. He is going to be the freshest he's ever been. And then you got number seven in the backfield, too. He's a freaking problem. Those two together going into next season and this playoff run could be a problem for any defense. If they get the – they have to run on the Bengals. They're going to have to run on the Bengals. They have to score, though, because the Bengals are not going to stop scoring. I don't know what the Titans' def- – I don't know if their defense can handle Joe Shiesty and Jamar Chase. But I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Like – and people act like Tannehill isn't built for a shootout. Tannehill can shoot the Tannehill can throw, bro. If it came down to it, if he had to go blow for blow with Joe Burrow, I think he could do it. But I like you guys know I gave you an astute analysis on all three of these games. I 
I have question marks in my head about this game. I'm not, I don't even know where to pick. I'm just excited to see Derrick Henry's back on the field and Joe Burrow. So when I lock my picks in tomorrow, I have no freaking clue. No clue. But overall, I'm excited for divisional round weekend. I hope it's much better than wildcard weekend was, but I think it will be. Um, yeah, man, but all in all, go pack, go. That's all I got to tell y'all, man. Go pack, go. All right, I'm ready. I hope y'all are ready. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Make sure you guys, uh, you know, continue to listen to the episodes of the two I dropped this year so far. Um, make sure you retweet, like everything on the drop, repost all that good stuff. Um, thank you for listening. And for the 170th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified. <laughs>